your only local news radio. News, weather, talk, 97.5 FM and 600 AM, KTBB. Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning, Tyler ISD Superintendent Dr. Marty Crawford here to talk about the proposed 2017 bond issue that's going to see a new look plus at Robert E. Lee and John Tyler High Schools. Election Day coming up May 6th. And if we have time, we'll talk about maybe some of the other things going on in the school district as well. Kind of put it all in context. Dr. Crawford, great to have you with us this morning. John, I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to uh, to come in here and state the facts of the uh, proposal uh, that, that voters will decide up or down on May 6th. You bet. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash infocus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Dr. Crawford, we know that um, this is part of a lengthy process. It dates back to the uh, early part of the 21st century. And uh, really, there was a bond issue that failed back in 2002. And within, I think, maybe two or three years after that, bond issues were beginning to pass. There was one that didn't pass a few years back, but uh, good batting average or good field goal percentage, if you will, uh, during the 21st century as far as getting uh, facilities improved and more student-friendly, teacher-friendly, more community-friendly over the years. Let's just get a little bit of a history and background. Let's go back maybe to about 2002 and tell us, uh, give us the bigger picture. What is this really a part of? Yeah, uh, John, you stated the adventure began nearly 15 years ago. Uh, with the school district, and uh, you know, there's been some, some, uh, some success, and there's also been some challenges, I guess, uh, throughout the years in regards to whether or not bond elections have been successful here or not in Tyler ISD. But we have been going through a process of revitalizing, uh, rebuilding, reconstructing, or renovating um, all of our campuses, and uh, certainly it's been a community collaborative effort. Uh, when it goes to this, this hasn't been just the uh, school administration or the school board's ideas. It truly has been one of those. And I think that probably the, 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 the most important thing that was probably uh, reached in the, in the decision to try to, to, to begin this, this process 15 years ago was the, the school district's commitment to dedicate three cents of its uh, annual tax revenue toward the uh, preventative maintenance of these school buildings once they became new. Uh, that's one thing that, that, that the community was interested in was how were you going to take care of these facilities. So three cents of our tax rate, we already start off uh, every year in the preventative maintenance. That's HVAC, that's roofing, mm-hmm. that's paint, that's flooring, and that's uh, paving. And it's also paying for school buses. We don't, we don't take on debt to pay for school buses, which is a pretty uh, innovative and yet uh, practical and conservative way of doing things. All right, so um, 2002, um, we had a bond issue that was not successful. I cannot remember the exact year. I went 2004, 2005, somewhere back in there. Uh, I remember that this was when the school district began seeking more community input, just really keying on a bond issue that had a practical chance of passing. And if I remember correctly, we started out with the elementary schools, then went through some of the middle schools, and now we're at the high school stage. Can you walk us through that a little bit? What we, Some of the improvements that we've seen up until now and where they've happened. Yeah, it's it's uh, been quite a significant project here for the community for the last 15 years or so. And that was the thing, I think, what was decided was after those late 90s, early 2000 uh, referendums were, were voted down, uh, 
you know, engaging the community was certainly a, a, a large part of, of the reboot of trying these initiatives. And, and that was one thing we asked them, how did you want to do this and where did you want to start? Mm-hmm. And so there was great debate about do you start with the high schools or do you start with the middle schools or do you start with the elementary schools? And the decision was made and uh, provided a great recommendation to the school board at that time along with the administration to start at the elementary level. So we've been able to do that. You know, one interesting thing that I will say about this in regards to what we've been able to do, what we've been able to accomplish is, is that our the, is that our forefathers on the school boards and our communities and, and previous administrations from long ago Um, had the foresight to have enough property, enough land, Mm. to where we didn't have to go and and purchase more land to rebuild these schools. So we were, for the most part, have been able to either uh, renovate on-site or rebuild on-site without actually having to uh, seek land elsewhere. Uh, All but a few instances have we actually had to relocate where schools are located. Mm -hmm. And I believe that was done with maybe property trades and just kind of here and there around the community, things like that, that uh, went relatively smoothly, as I recall. Sure. A lot of compromise, a lot of negotiations there, and and certainly, uh, you know, you've built a new middle school, Three Lakes Middle School, to kind of handle the West yeah. Side growth, um, along with uh, the Southwest Side that got a got a new elementary school around the mid 2000s. So uh-huh. you know that's when you did have to do some of those things. Of course, there was a developer involved in that where they built a new neighborhood around Jack Elementary School, and I think yeah. you know that there was some uh, pretty economical um, uh, affordability there for to locate that school there in regard to to uh, a negotiation with the developer at that time, the builders at that time. So. You know, it, it's not like we've just rushed into this thing. We haven't been very strategic or, or purposeful because we have. Mm-hmm. We're trying to take advantage of where we could and, and doing the, the right thing in the revitalization of these schools. So in summary, if you look around Tyler, drive around Tyler, maybe do a, the Google Map thing, uh, a number of elementary schools have literally been torn down and rebuilt from scratch. There have been some renovations. We've had major changes in the middle schools. Uh, Stewart middle, the old Stewart Middle School has been converted to a different purpose that I believe is really geared towards some of the needs of the 21st century. You have the Career and Technology Education Center. It's just been uh, really an ongoing process of Tyler ISD moving from, basically speaking, the 20th century into the 21st century century. And that brings us to Bond 2017. As we visit with Dr. Marty Crawford, Superintendent of Tyler ISD, this is In Focus. I'm John Sims. Let's look at the Bond 2017 proposal. Now, first of all, Election Day is May 6th. It's part of the regular municipal elections when you also vote for city council representatives really all around the state. There are other bond issues um, on the ballot around Texas as well. This is really the big one for our listening area. Bond package provides for remodeling and additions to John Tyler and Robert E. Lee High Schools. About 5,000 students going to be in new or innovative spaces. And the first item that pops up, and let me direct everybody, if you want to know more about what we're talking about today, probably the best thing you can do is check that website, tylerisd.org. Bond 2017 just hits you right between the eyes when you go to that website, so you're not going to have any trouble finding it. But you have safety and security upgrades to include single point of entry for visitor access. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about how that's going to work if the bond issue passes and why it's so important. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first of all, we're, we're one of 26 bond referendums that are being held statewide, I believe. Okay. And um, so, you know, safety and security is one of the priorities of our, uh, of our charge uh, every day. And certainly uh, the community has afforded us great opportunities in the, 
either the renovation or the revitalization or, or new construction of our elementary schools and we've been able to effectively secure a single point of entry for uh, for all visitors and parents uh, and those that are trying to come to the campus during that during the school day uh, right now at the high schools we're we're, uh, we're controlling all access to the facility through a, through a guard shack so it's which is traffic based mm-hmm. uh, there there's there's quite a bit because of the architectural design and the layout from the 50s and the 60s at both of these campuses to where we don't have those single point entr- entrances uh, and you know in today's society um, and the way things uh, ha- have changed so much we want to make sure that we do everything we can to uh, for lack of a better term to build that citadel to where we have effective control of our of our of our school buildings uh, so that we can do the right things on the inside and, and take care of our academics and and trying to be excellent at that and yet at the same time protect uh, to protect our teachers and our students from from any nefarious characters that might be trying to get towards our schools. So uh, very effective at the elementary level. We were able to do a lot of that at the, at the last bond with the Career Technology Center, along with the three middle schools, along with uh, try to retrofit some of our older campuses with uh, some single-point entrances as well. And with this proposal, certainly at both John Tyler High School and Robert E. Lee High School, the opportunity exists to where you actually have that one single point of entry to visit the school every day. Okay. Um, 2,750 student capacity at each high school, as I understand it. Single building structure. Uh, that really brings me personally more to Robert E. Lee than to John Tyler. Uh, looking at the information on the website and the um, flyer that I got in the mail at my home a few days ago, um, Robert E. Lee, they're both going to look different, but I, to me, the radical change is coming at Robert E. Lee. 1958, the way Robert E. Lee looks right now, and I remember this era. I was just kind of growing up back then, and that was really kind of considered state-of-the-art at that time. But within a few years, the architectural um, styles had really kind of moved on. Uh, if this bond issue passes by um, within a few more years, people are going to drive by Robert E. Lee High School. It's going to be a culture shock. They're not going to recognize it. What went into the uh, physical changes that we're going to be seeing both at John Tyler and Robert E. Lee, architecturally speaking? Yeah, I think uh, more than anything, you're, you're talking about materials, uh, the differences in materials between both places. And and uh, without getting into the weeds on, on, the, on the, the architectural and the construction speak, uh, we wanted to make sure we came back and 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 certainly provided these facilities that that could be uh, that could be timeless uh, that that wouldn't run out of that style uh, flavor anytime soon. You know, we're we're looking at these buildings of being seventy five year to one hundred year buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're we're circling back around addressing these some sixty to fifty five years later. Um, and so certainly these buildings that were the the materials that we're planning on using on this. Uh, this project uh, certainly would give us some sustainability, some longevity uh, for these facilities. Uh, uh, I really do think that, that not just Robert E. Lee, but actually John Tyler as well are going to be great mm-hmm. facilities that are going to have strength in them. Uh, again, upgraded to modern technology on the inside, behind the walls, along with great collegiate uh, uh, learning experiences on the inside. Uh, but also something that, that the community would be proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly that's that's not what what makes our schools effective by the way they look but it certainly does provide a little bit of pride and we do think that environment matters as we recruit uh, quality staff to put in front of our kids every day okay uh robert e lee again and not to put too much emphasis on robert e lee but just to 
say Robert E. Lee in particular, a lot of movement outside between buildings, that's going to end in both cases at John Tyler and Robert E. Lee. Everything's going to be pretty much under one roof. Yes, sir. We have 22 portables at Robert E. Lee, 16 portables at John Tyler High School. Uh, you know, so nearly 40 portables between the two high schools. And, you know, those are temporary facilities, but it's getting harder and harder, more difficult to call those temporary buildings when they've been there since 1977. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, those, the portables will be eliminated. Everything will be a single structure connected under, under one roof, so to speak, uh, at both locations. All righty. Talking to Dr. Marty Crawford, superintendent of Tyler ISD, about the bond proposal for 2017. Big renovations at John Tyler and Robert E. Lee High Schools. New and renovated interactive spaces to include classrooms, labs, collaboration areas. Interactive is a word you hear so much these days. Yeah, I think we want flexibility. Um, I think the, the buzzword out there is probably a little bit uh, overused as collaborative, but I think you just want flexibility. You want to be married to... Uh, the boxy classroom cl concept, even though there's a need for that. And so having those rooms maybe have flexible walls uh, to where you can actually have some spill out opportunities for collaboration is something that we're going to be looking at as we get into the programming and the design of the actual facilities outside of what the renderings and footprint looks like. So, uh, you know, just being able to, uh, to adapt to instructional methods over time, whether it be direct instruction with the teacher at the front of the room or more of small group instruction, is something that we're really taking a hard look at uh, in the design of, of these facilities, if successful, on May 6th. Okay, revised drive and parking areas to address traffic flow? Yeah, um, you know, both of them are going to have improved uh, um, side access as far as the traffic goes. One thing we've heard from parents, we've heard from the community, we've heard from our, from our bus drivers. Uh, John Tyler doesn't have a circle loop uh, right now, so you, mm -hmm. you only have a one one point of entry and one point out. It will wind up having an actual circle drive there. Uh, Robert E. Lee's very similar. Uh, the plan is to cut Red Raider Drive all the way from the loop down to Shiloh. Uh -huh. So we'll actually have an, an entire block there that encircles the facility for better access for, for our parents and our visitors and our students. Okay. Uh, we gave out the website a minute ago. We'll do it again and maybe several times during the show, www.tylerisd.org. Go to the very visible Bond 2017 link, and you will just be able to go from there. I will give out the number. If anybody has any questions and they want them answered over the phone, Don Parnell is your Executive Director of Communications and Public Relations. Have any questions, Don will be happy to speak with you about those, 903-262-1064, 903-262-1174. And uh, there's also a Frequently Asked Questions FAQ section on the website as well, and we'll try and hit part of that today. Important considerations, you meet or exceed all ADA, TEA, and UIL requirements for academic fine arts and athletic facilities, and the bond money for this proposal may be used for schools and facilities, expansion, renovation of existing facilities, technology, equipment. Bond money may not be used to fund daily operating costs like teacher salaries, utilities, fuel, etc. It's important that people understand that when they're making up their minds about how to vote. Sure, and you know, the, the, the way that our statute statutory requirements are for school districts as far as funding goes there's a total tax rate so you don't really split those up on what your tax bill is at the end but we're only allowed to tax so much on the maintenance and operation sides which does pay for salaries and and, and daily operations including utilities and gas and electricity uh, and then you have your debt service side that's the ins side on our on our mno side we're at a dollar four Okay. Uh, a dollar and four cents, which is uh, 13 cents uh, less than what, what can actually be taxed on that side. So we've been able to effectively um, 
operate our schools or provide uh, a great experience for our students and our teachers without having to go past that a dollar four. And then on the other side, uh, thir- just a little bit above thirty-three cents currently. If, if the proposal does work out, it'll be a it'll be at forty cents on on, on that side. So uh, right now we have a total tax rate of about a dollar forty, just a little bit over, above a dollar forty, and uh, and certainly uh, uh, very proud of that. You know, I think in Smith County we're the uh, the, the seventh lowest lowest taxed uh, school district in Smith County. Uh, it'll it'll stay that same. It'll stay the same once we actually go forward for next year as well. Uh, and then we also have some other uh, information that it's, it's pretty invaluable in regard to where we're ranked as far as the as far as uh, percentage of taxable values that secure repayment of our district's bonds. We're the 68th largest school district in the state, mm-hmm. uh, but we're ranked 428th in the state as far as that percentage goes. So you know we do things in a very conservative manner here in Tyler ISD, and and uh, when it comes to school facilities, at the same time, uh, it, it, it's it's uh, it's something we take very seriously with uh, the taxpayers' uh, commitment to our to our students and our teachers. You bet. If you are on the website and you go uh, maybe two or three pages in, you'll see Election Day, May sixth, and uh, a picture of what Robert E. Lee High School will look like and what John Tyler will look like uh, if the bond issue passes. And um, some things right at the bottom of that page that I kind of want to draw attention to right now. This is basically a $198 million bond issue. The cost is uh, maybe $208 million, something along those lines. I may be off by a few million dollars. But uh, where's the extra money coming from? I understand you have a little bit of money, maybe more than a little left over from the 2013 bond issue. Yeah, and we've effectively managed uh, these uh, these projects for the last 15 years. We've had the same CFO and facilities director, both great Smith County people, Natasha Bjork, our CFO, and mm-hmm. our facilities director, and Tim Loper, uh, have been able to effectively manage all of our uh, construction projects. They've, they've been finished on, uh, on time um, and under budget. And certainly this last one in 2013 was done so in a way that there was about $15 million that was... That was uh, that was saved in in the in the in the operations of this construction project, and we'll actually have that headroom in there uh, for for this bond election as well, uh, because the cost does look to be 208. We felt like it'd be comfortable to have that headroom in there with the actual uh, what we're asking for the voters is 198 million. Okay, average age of high schools in Tyler ISD 56 years. Bingo. I mean, that just tells you a lot right there. Yeah, original construction there. Now, John Tyler in the early 80s, uh, tragically, was uh, struck by, by oh. arson. And uh, 90% of its of its facilities were rebuilt in 82, 83. So it's got great bones over there. So that's what, you know, that, that's where we're going to capitalize on the $40 million va- that's uh, of existing value that's already at John Tyler in regards to the renovations. Uh, Lee's got about $11 million of, of existing value in its facility as well. So, uh, you know, we, we thought we would do the pragmatic thing, and there's about $50 million that we didn't have to go ask the taxpayers for uh, because we're going to go ahead and renovate as opposed to uh, new construction at those at those locations. Mm-hmm. Age of 65 and older, um, if it, uh, you can get your uh, tax rate frozen at that age if you so choose. So if you're 65 or older and you fall into that category, you won't have to worry about taxes going up. That's correct. If, if you've applied with the Smith County Appraisal District and received that exemption, uh, there is a $0 impact for 65 years and older. Mm-hmm. And the estimated tax impact. person who owns a $155,000 home is going to be hit up for $3.25 a month beyond what they're already paying. 
That's correct. That's the average uh, home price in our part of Smith County. So the Tyler ISD average homeowner, their their home is valued at $155,000. It's $39 a year of an impact uh, on your tax bill. Mm -hmm. Let's just kind of run some things down. We covered some of this already, some of the safety and security upgrades and a little bit more. But again, if you go to the uh, page where you see the pictures of the proposed new Robert E. Lee and John Tyler High Schools, let's just quickly run down what's going to happen. First at Robert E. Lee, starting with the new academic buildings and kind of going down the list. Yeah, the, the, for one, we're not going to have the front entrance butted up against the loop. Uh, certainly that's uh, everything from the loop all the way down to Shiloh with Donnybrook running to the east, Red Raider Drive being cut through all the way on the west. Uh, we're actually going to flip the front door of that. Uh, so we'll save the field house, the uh, the varsity competition gym, along with the, the performing arts center, renovate those as appropriate, as needed, and then actually uh, provide new construction with uh, new academic building, uh, new cafeteria, new gym, other new other gym spaces, new correct career technology classrooms, along with all other classrooms, will be as uh, part of this uh, uh, project. Okay, and John Tyler, just. Yeah, What's John Tyler, uh, you know, again, uh, taking advantage of, of, of good bones that's already there with uh, the existing concrete and steel that, that was uh, rebuilt in the early 1980s. Uh, renovate that, but at the same time, they're also getting new academic uh, buildings along with brand new fine arts facilities and a renovated gymnasium as well. There's no reason to build another gymnasium mm -hmm. uh, of that magnitude at John Tyler. You couldn't do it for less than 6 or $8 million. It's a great gym, Earl yeah. Campbell Gymnasium. So uh, very excited about that. And again, I think you can't uh, emphasize enough the uh, single point of entry uh, for access control for safety and security as well at both locations. Okay, and of course, at John Tyler, also a new kitchen and cafeteria. And on both campuses, removal of those portable buildings, um, a lot of folks would agree it's time for them to go. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we made a covenant with the uh, community in regard to what happened at Hogg. When we redrew the lines, we uh, built a, uh, a, a larger middle school to accommodate any type of, uh, of growth on the western side. Uh, both Bolter and Three Lakes are both mm -hmm. robustly enrolled. And so removing those portables on Broadway was something the community had told us that they wanted done. How could we make that happen? And we were able to effectively do that. If you drive by Hog now, it's uh, it's got an ornamental fence there that the community can be proud of, along with the of that that old building, that building that was built in 1930. Um, it's still got a lot of life left in it, and certainly that's something we'll circle back around in uh, future years to address. Mm -hmm. I live pretty much in that neighborhood. I drive by Hog all the time, and it's been striking to me. I was a substitute teacher in TISD for a short time, a number of years back, and I taught in a portable building one day at Hog Middle School. Drive by now, and, and it didn't hit me at first. I drive by, and hey, no more portables. Yeah, and they've got that beautiful new um, uh, structure right yeah. there at the corner of Lake and Broadway. So again, sure. you know, a template for some of the things we're going to see if this bond issue passes with sure. uh, uh, Robert E. Lee and John Tyler. Um, community input. I just want to reemphasize how important it is. And you've been going around the school district. You've had several community meetings uh, different locations around Tyler in English and in Spanish just to give people a chance to meet with you and facilities director Tim Loper and I think some of the other TISD officials face-to-face -face and get a rundown like we're doing today and ask some questions as well. Really finding out what stands the best chance of passing, what the community really wants, what it's willing to foot the bill for has been really key to this entire process last 15 years. Sure, and, and it's kind of been my style since I've gotten here. I, didn't, I haven't even had my three-year anniversary yet, but you know, I tried to start this when I first got here. And um, but, 
you know, as far as this referendum goes, we've had 60 plus meetings by the time we get to May 6th. Uh, that, that's that's we've probably touched over 3,000 folks in regard to to uh, putting this out there, and it hadn't been all about the actual uh, bond. But we do have some district initiatives that, that maybe you know that maybe we could talk about uh, that we're trying to, uh, to to push out there as well to let the community know it's not just about building facilities; it's about having great schools for all of our school children and and something for our community to be proud of. And uh, and like I said, while while these these uh, these facilities uh, they do matter, the environment matters. It is all about results and performance. And and we've had some uh, recent strides here that I think we can capitalize capitalize off of uh, to to turn this uh, into a great story uh, as a school district. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that we'll have a whole lot of time to discuss each of these individually, but I do, uh, before the show started this morning, you and I chatted just a bit, and I'm just going to run down the laundry list. There's a five-year literacy initiative you're working on. You're working on college and career preparedness. You have a 2030 goal on that. Uh, redesigning of programs within the elementary and middle schools, possibly further on down the road, looking at maybe Hogg and Dogan and schools like that, Hubbard Middle School, seeing if they need facilities upgrades further on down the road. And um, you're in district school choice. Uh, we could talk about other things, the, uh, the new role that the old Stewart Middle School is now playing, the Career and Technology Education Center, all of this, in, in my mind, and I think in your mind as well, really kind of setting a context for why it's uh, being uh, put out there for people to uh, uh, possibly renovate John Tyler High School and Robert E. Lee High School, as suggested in the bond proposal. Uh, and really, it kind of circles back around to what we were saying at the beginning of the show. It's part of a much bigger picture. Sure. You know, Tyler, Texas has grown up since I was a young lad uh, grew up growing up in East Texas in Lindell and Carthage. That, uh, But it, it's time for us to, uh, to act like the district that we can be. And uh, one mantra we've had is tradition will get you beat. And if we continue to have uh, school the way that we had it in 1970, we're not going to improve. Mm -hmm. um, so, because we've been doing the same thing over and over, so we've been taking the good pieces of our school district that we do will do really well, excuse me, and uh, really enhancing those opportunities, and at the same time trying to redesign our school district so that we can be a viable choice um, for parents and students. And there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot of narratives that are out there right now um, about uh, Texas, what I call constitutional education. They call it governmental or public education. But it's afforded in the Texas Constitution. That general dissemination of, of knowledge uh, is a very important um, uh, uh, action that our forefathers that developed the Texas Constitution wants us to, to accomplish, and, and we're here to do it. So that's part of the, the, of the redesign of our school district, not just with the facilities, but what, with, with our actions as well. Mm -hmm. as well um getting down close to the end of the show i run, want to run down a few things um you have been going around the community giving uh, community forms the scheduled forms are done but if people want you to come to their church their civic organization what have you you can um and we'll be more than happy to visit with them again Don Parnell is the person to contact about this. If you want Dr. Crawford and some of the other folks from TISD to come and give a presentation on the bond proposal, call Don at 903-262-1064, 903-262-1174. She'll take it from there, and she'll get you all fixed up. You can have somebody come and visit with your group personally 
from the Tyler ISD to talk about the bond proposal for the renovation of John Tyler and Robert E. Lee High Schools. Election day is May the 6th, same day as you're going to be voting for city council members, um, school board members in the school districts that are having elections. I know there's no election in Tyler ISD this year except for the bond issue. And all of this information can be found on that website, tylerisd.org. Uh, early voting, that's April 24th through May the 2nd, I believe. Not, not every day is available for early voting, but you can go to the website and get more details on that, too. That's correct. You're not going to vote on Sunday. We do have a Saturday location, uh, Bolter Middle School and First Church of the Nazarene. Bolter Middle School in Garden Valley will be open 10 to 4 on that Saturday, uh, April 29th. And then also uh, First Church of the Nazarene, same time, 10 to 4, uh, located right there on Old Bullard Road in the Loop. Mm -hmm. uh, basic um, early voting dates are uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. April 23rd through the 28th. Then Saturday at those two locations, the 29th Bolter and uh, First Church of the Nazarene, it's 10 to 4. Uh, May 1st and May 2nd, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then Election Day, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on May the 6th. Early voting locations, the Hub Center downtown, Heritage Building in West Tyler, White House Municipal Court, Noonday Community Center, and then the two special Saturday, April 29th locations, Bolter Middle School and First Church of the Nazarene. Any eligible voter within the uh, lines of the Tyler Independent School District is eligible to vote in this election. I want to make that clear that, as well. That's correct, and uh, certainly want to encourage everyone to vote. That's our basic democratic right uh, that many have gave their lives for and uh, we would certainly like you to uh, to cast your vote one way or the other uh, and participate in, in this school in this election you bet uh, again as we have maybe a minute left in the show I'll run down some of the basics we've been talking to Tyler ISD superintendent dr. Marty Crawford about about bond 2017 the bond proposal in the May 6th election Robert E Lee and John Tyler are gonna look and act and feel a lot differently if the bond issue passes and uh, the target date for completion is 2019, 2020, I think. Yeah, fall of 2020, uh, summer or fall of 2020 would be when we could possibly get into the new academic buildings. Yeah, okay. And that's about all the time we have. But Dr. Marty Crawford, really have enjoyed visiting with you today. It's been very informative talking about bond 2017 and a few other things going on in Tyler ISD. Thanks so much for dropping in and visiting with us today. I appreciate y'all having me. You bet. Dr. Marty Crawford is superintendent of Tyler ISD, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler, KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview, and KTBB.com. East Texas only local news radio, 600 AM and 97.5 FM, KTBB. The Friendly Class is brought to you by Marvin United Methodist Church in downtown Tyler.